Go ahead and have a seat. So today, this is the end of the series that we've been doing, the State of the Union. And this is a series where we've been looking at just kind of the state of our country, the state of our nation, the state of our even our world of just trying to look at how maybe God's words, how what's told to us in the Bible of how maybe if we looked at it through God's eyes of how we would see things differently about the state of the union and how we maybe we could react to some things. First week we looked at, Stan spoke on Christians and government and just how looking through God's eyes and how the Bible, what it instructs us to do of of how we should view the government and how we relate to that. Then the second week we looked at fear, and there seems to not be a shortage of that lately. There's a lot of fear going around, and maybe and Stan spoke about who we should fear and how we should fear. And then last week we looked at accepting others, to accept those that are different than me, to accept that we're all part of the same body, and that all these bodies just all these parts just work together as if we we work together as a body in that and this week we're going to look at forgiveness and maybe i saved the best for last or at least the best for me because i seem to be kind of a master or have been in my life a master of just unforgiveness just holding on to those grudges holding on to those things that that affect how i treat others this, this concept of unforgiveness and this concept of forgiveness because I really am good at holding grudges or I have been really good at holding grudges throughout my life. And I'm not as good as I used to be. I've kind of lost practice in that because I've learned this new concept, this new concept of, of where it really is just to be able to say, I forgive you or to ask people to forgive me. And so I'm not talking about the sense of of forgiveness like I go to to Chris here and I I I just get in her face or I say something so you know what I forgive you that's implying that she did something to me but I'm talking about this forgiveness that that's I'm sorry like maybe I did something to somebody and I'm sorry for that and I'm going to ask them to, for forgiveness or or being able to forgive somebody even if they they don't ask me say something to me just be having a forgiving heart and like i said i'm growing in this concept of forgiveness of asking for forgiveness receiving forgiveness and then also giving forgiveness now my my wife sometimes probably doesn't think that that i'm not growing in that but i really do think that i'm growing in that concept and i do know that in this the last two weeks even with acceptance any of this week forgiveness isn't it funny how God just gives me lots of practice in that? Like, and that's you could ask my wife too, because she'll, she'll probably tell you, yep, he's been needing a lot of forgiveness lately, and, and, he, and I'm working on that. But it's funny how God just does. He gives us practice when we're, we're working on something like that. But I, wanna, I want just to imagine a room. It's an empty room with a big table in it. It's an empty room where all of a sudden some people start to drift into this room, come into this room for this meeting. And, well, who's at this meeting is maybe the current president, maybe the former president, maybe leaders of, of North Korea, the leaders of China, the leaders of Iran, maybe the, the House minority and the House majority leaders of the Senate and the House, and all of these, these figures that, well, they really don't like each other very much and they're all sitting at this table 
So just imagine that. They're looking at each other. Maybe they're not even looking at each other. And if they are, they're looking at each other in anger. And then all of a sudden, just someone stands up and starts to speak. They go over to somebody and they look at them. They come up to them and they say these words. Can you forgive me? The person has no idea what's going on. But then for some reason, something stirs in that other person's heart that they're saying that to, and they say, really respond to them and says, yes, I do forgive you. Could you imagine what would happen within that room? Now, I'm naive enough to think that maybe there would be forgiveness all around that room. There would start to be some communication within that room. That maybe there would be some new friendships made. Maybe there, there, I'm sure there would probably be some tears, share, some tears in that room. That hearts would just be softened. There might even those, those faces that were so angry, maybe all of a sudden there would be a smile on the face. There might even be some laughter in the room. There would just be this new start. I want you to look at these words out of Ephesians 4, 32. It says, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted." forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And then also look at Colossians 3.13. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Now, is forgiveness really that easy? If it was that easy, then all our problems would just be solved, I think. If it was, if it was that easy, but... Remember I said I like to hold on to grudges. So it's, it's, it's not that easy. At least for me it's not. And don't we like to have, or maybe it is just me, but don't we have kind of in our minds, in the back of our minds, we have this list of everything that anybody's ever done to me. We keep a record of these faults. We keep a record of, of those things that people offended me so that where our hearts just get bitter. And we don't have that tenderheartedness that we don't forgive people. But I, I look at these verses, and they tell me, well, I need to forgive them. Like Jesus forgave me. That's not that easy. How do, and maybe you ask, how, how do I do that? Because I've, hold on, I've held on to these grudges. I've held on to this unforgiveness. I haven't forgiveness. I've not asked people to forgive me because I don't think I've done anything wrong. And maybe because of that, these people that I'm around, they don't even talk to me anymore. They don't want to be around me anymore. And maybe there's also people that they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over to me. That, and they're not even sorry for it. They don't even care. They're not, they're not even aware of it. They don't, they don't know that they've hurt me, that they've offended me. Now, these all seem like good points, don't they, to... to hold on to those grudges, to hold on to that unforgiveness, to, to not forgive somebody? Don't they? Well, I don't think so. I'm kind of being sarcastic about that because those are the reasons, though, that we, don't we use those reasons to justify why we won't forgive somebody? Those are the things we tell ourselves in our mind of saying, I'm not going to forgive you or I can't forgive you. Or I'm not going to give you forgiveness. And this this concept of forgiveness, I, I as I studied this and looked at this, I said, 
I'm thinking this concept of forgiveness has a lot more to do about me than it does the other person. This idea of forgiveness is really, it is about me. Now, I, I want to read something out of this book. We, I looked at this book a little bit last week, but there is a, a concept in this that I, I just want to read you the author's words because she words it much better than I can. So let me read this to you. It said, years ago, I read about the Jewish tradition that says every person when born is connected to God by a rope. The tradition suggests that each time we sin, act out of our selfishness, and undermine the humanity in others or ourselves, or trade the highest good for our immediate satisfaction, the rope between God and us, is, us breaks. What was once tethered together is now separated, a space now growing and swelling between us. The tradition says that when that happens, God makes the move to retie the rope to reconnect us back together again. He takes his end, he gathers our end, and he meticulously reattaches the two together, uniting those, reuniting what our own sinfulness and brokenness and selfishness had undone. And when he does, the strangest thing happens. The rope between us shortens. In the retying of the rope, we've somehow managed to move closer to God. The rope before a long and clean line is now knotted and retied and secured, not just re reconnecting us to God, but also lessening the space between us, meaning the gap between us shrinks in a way I'm not quite sure I understand. The shortcomings that hinder us, that wreck us, that divide us can actually be used to draw us closer together again. This concept of this broken rope, I have a piece of rope here, and, and I'll, we'll use that a little bit later to, to show some things, but there's this broken rope that every time we sin or every time we do something, we need this forgiveness from God. But this, this story, what it it's points out to me is what it says, did you notice that God was the one, one doing this? He was the one giving us forgiveness. That he was the one repairing the rope. That most of the time, we are probably like some of the people that we don't want to forgive, that we don't even know what we're doing. But here's God wanting to retake both ends of the rope and repair the rope, moving towards us, moving towards us to repair this relationship, to forgive us. And can't we maybe move towards other, each other, forgiving each other? Which makes me think of a question of this whole thing of forgiveness. Who needs to forgive me? that's probably a place to start with this concept of forgiveness because I look at myself in that, that <coughs> I, I know that none of us like to think maybe that we're the person that has done something to someone else, that, that we've, we're the ones at fault, that we want, it's really easy, isn't it, to point the finger at somebody else, say, well, it's your fault. And maybe those words of the people say, well, I didn't do anything. And at least in my idea, when I hear those words, I didn't do anything, that, or I say those words, I didn't do anything, that's probably something that I need to, to trigger word for me to say, well, I probably need to look at what I actually did do and point that finger back at myself. But let's look at these words out of Matthew 5, verses 23 to 24. It says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. So for me, my temple might be, I like to go to bed early at night. 
So that might be my temple. So I'm at my temple, about ready to go to bed, and then, uh, then well, I remember something I did to somebody. So I remember somewhere this rope was cut. This rope was cut, and, and I need to go talk to that person. I'm thinking, you know what, I need to go apologize to that person. Because, you know, that conversation I had earlier today when I said something, that was really dumb. It was really boneheaded. And that was, I, I hurt that. I'm sure I hurt that person's feelings, and I need to apologize for that. And so, but I don't, and so what do I do? I just lay asleep at night. This relationship is broken. I just lay asleep all night, and I can't sleep. And in that scenario, who really suffers in that? I'm the one that's suffering in that because I'm the one that's, that's not giving, granting that forgiveness right then. Now, the other person, maybe they've actually weren't even offended. Maybe they just have moved on because they, they didn't see it, and they're sound asleep in their own bed without a care in the world because hopefully maybe, well, maybe they're a little more mature than I am. But it might also be that maybe the person is troubled. Maybe the person is upset, they, they're hurt, and maybe they do lay awake all night. And they're hurting, their heart's hurting like mine. They want this relationship to be restored. So what do I do in that situation? Well, we probably take a Benadryl and we fall asleep and, and go to sleep and sleep that night. But does that work? No, it doesn't work. Because it's still there in the morning, right? It's still there in the morning and I need to deal with it. So I need to go to that person and, and ask them to forgive me. And maybe don't call them at midnight when you think about it, because then you might have to apologize for two things, for waking them up and for whatever it was. But when we do finally get a hold of them, we, well, this relationship is, is repaired. As this illustration, this, this, there's a, we tie this knot. We reconnect this rope. Now, I know there might be circumstances when you can't do that. There might be circumstances that, that maybe <coughs> something has happened where you need to ask for forgiveness. And I mean, the reality is, is that maybe someone has died. And it's something that you've remembered from your past. There might be some situation where it's, it might not even be safe to go to that person because you've done something or, or you just need to ask forgiveness or maybe there's leaving legal. There's all kinds of things that would maybe prevent you from doing that. But does that stop us from doing it in our heart? Does it stop us from even giving that to God and saying, God, I just pray that that person can forgive me and offering that forgiveness, granting that forgiveness. And our God is such a God that he can work miracles that even if all of that, there's some reason you can't go to that person, God can work that miracle and work that forgiveness in us and work that forgiveness in somebody else. And by doing this, well, it brings us closer together. <coughs> the space between us shortens. Now, maybe there's someone in your life that is who maybe just who constantly needs forgiveness. They're just constantly, it seems like every, every time you turn around, you need to forgive them. Someone that's always hurting you, someone that's, that, you, that you just have to keep going to and letting you know, you know, that, that really hurt me. And they have to say they're sorry. And, and, and you just keep giving forgiveness over forgiveness. And I want to make it clear, I'm not talking about if there's like physical or emotional abuse and, and that level. I mean, that requires some other people 
more skilled than me, professional people and professional. I'm not talking about those situations where it, it just may not be safe or appropriate to, to go to the person and confront them. These are res relationships that, well, that we all have. And the person, they just keep coming, doing it, same thing over and over. Or they, you get one thing resolved, but then they do something else that hurts you again. And like I said, I, I have relationships like that. There's a lot of relationships. I think most of us probably have relationships like that where we, things just happen. And you have to continually say, you know, that hurt me. And you have, they have to say, will you forgive me? And you have to grant to give them forgiveness. And I like to think that I'm a very sensitive person when it comes to that. And that's why maybe I'm so easily offended. That's why ki what my wife says is she says I'm just easily offended. So I don't know which of us is right. But either way, these are those relationships, like I said, where we just have to keep going to the person because you did this and it makes me feel like this. And you can kind of fill in the blank because it hurt you. It offended you. And when we don't maybe go to that person or we don't give forgiveness, we keep the Remember I said that list? We keep that list. We keep that list, and, and what are, our hearts get hard. We're not tender-hearted. We're not kind to each other. I start saying things that aren't very nice to somebody else. And, well, like that, that verse in Ephesians, like I said, be kind and be tender-hearted. And then what happens is, is maybe we're back to that first point I made of maybe now I'm doing something to somebody else, and now I need to go to them to ask for forgiveness. And so we have this cycle, this forgiveness thing. See how we can bounce back and forth, and we, we have this vicious cycle. And we need to work on this forgiveness. But look at verses Luke 17, 3 to 4 with me. It says, so watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive them. Now, the words in there, Jesus tells us, your brother or sister. Somebody that, that is like all, most of us in this room. Like, we believe in Jesus. We have this relationship with Jesus. That these are the ones that you go to, but you go to them in love. You go to them with grace. You go to them with humility. And you bring to them what, what it was. You, you talk to them about it. Now, I want to show you a picture of, of Ren. This is my daughter's dog. And, yeah, you think she's all cute, but, um, <laughs> well, she just got done doing something naughty. She's a naughty dog. Like, she will, she will, she, she nervous pees. So you try to give her attention, and she'll pee on the floor. But there was one time when she got left it in, in the house for too long, and we just couldn't get back to let her out to, to go to the bathroom. And if you can show the next picture, that's what she did to our house. So, and you can see a little nick in that yellow cord. She's lucky she didn't get herself electrocuted. But this dog will just, most of you have animals, they, don't they just keep coming to you? They'll do something bad, and they know they did something bad, so they'll come and ask you for forgiveness, and they'll, they'll make that face at you. And don't, don't we just keep forgiving them over and over and over again? So why can't we do that to each other? Why can't we just forgive each other? When, when somebody hurts us, 
They hurt us. The rope is cut. And then they c- you come to them and, and you talk to them about it. And, well, you get it worked out. So you repair this, you repair this relationship. And it's repaired. And, well, you know what? Then the person does it again. You talk to them. They, they, they ask you to forgive them. You forgive them. You go on with your life. And you, you repair that relationship. And this keeps going on day after day after day. It gets tiring, doesn't it? It gets old. You wonder, when's this person ever going to stop? When are they ever going to learn? When are they ever going to figure it out? The answer is, I don't know. And I'm guilty of it myself. But I read those verses I read, and, and I know that I need to keep forgiving them over and over and over. And each time we move closer together. Kind of like, remember how long this rope was? Look at how short this rope is now. And if we keep repairing those and granting forgiveness, this rope gets shorter and shorter and shorter. So, is there someone in your life right now that you just constantly need to forgive? So the answer is, the question is, do you forgive them? Now, this last point we just talked about doesn't that seem like that's, there's some conditions on that, right? There's some conditions on that that the person that you talk to, they need to show repentance. They need to acknowledge that they did something wrong. They need to ask you for forgiveness. But what about those times when people don't show any remorse? What about those times when, when they don't believe they did anything wrong? Maybe they're just oblivious that they've done anything. Maybe, maybe they haven't done anything other than maybe they just support an idea that you don't agree with. Maybe they, they talk or are friends with someone that you don't like. Maybe they have dinner with somebody that, that you hold a grudge against, that you haven't forgiven, that, you, that, you, that has hurt you. Maybe they forgive someone that you can't forgive. For you, those of you that were here, remember last week when I talked about Jesus, that Jesus had a habit of doing that, didn't he? kind of had the habit of going around talking to people that he shouldn't talk to. He had the habit of going around and going to dinner with people that he shouldn't go to dinner with. He touched people that he shouldn't have touched. He asked people for a drink of water that he shouldn't ask those people for a drink of water. And he even forgave people when people think he shouldn't have forgave them. So, ask the question, who do I need to forgive? I think the answer is everybody. I need to forgive everybody. So look at these verses in John 20, 23 with me. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Forgiven. Forgiveness doesn't depend on someone else, does it? Doesn't that forgiveness depends on me? Verse doesn't say if they come to me, if you come to me, Jim, if you come to me and say you're sorry, then I can forgive you. If I forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If I do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. This idea of forgiveness, it's, a, it's, it's an action on my part. I'm the one that's forgiving them, regardless. That whatever the situation is, even if they're not around, I'm forgiving them. 
They might not even know they've done something wrong, but I'm forgiving them. Because it says, if I do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. It's a hard verse. I don't like it very much. Because remember, I like to hold on to my grudges. I like to hold on to that record, that list that I have. Now, I've been using this rope as, as an example. And I've already pointed out, this rope is a lot shorter. And when I read this thing in the book, it's, it, it, it said that God was taking the ends. Remember, God was taking the ends and he's connecting us back together. That we aren't the ones that were doing that. And that, our relationship with God, we weren't necessarily the ones doing that. It was God that was doing that. And God did that, fortunately for all of us, by, by Jesus. That when God sent Jesus to die on the cross, that he restored that relationship with him. That through Jesus, God gave us that forgiveness. That forgiveness that, that I didn't ask for it necessarily. Jesus provided this forgiveness for our sins, for all of us, for everything, forever. This forgiveness is, is there. It's, it's there regardless if we decide to accept it or to reject it. The forgiveness is still there by the actions of God. Now, if we forgive people, the forgiveness that, that, that we have for that person, it's also there. If I forgive somebody, that forgiveness is there regardless if the person accepts it or doesn't accept it. That's their choice. And I also have the choice to forgive or not to forgive. The other person doesn't have that choice. They don't have that choice for me to forgive them. I have to forgive them. They can't have forgiveness from me unless I give that to them. That might seem obvious, but if I don't forgive them. There's always going to be this space between us that this relationship can never be restored. When I do forgive, now, this rope, it's kind of messy, isn't it? Like, our life is kind of messy. And this forgiveness, like, it, it, it can be messy. But when we do forgive, it gets shorter and shorter, restoring our relationship Restoring our relationship like Jesus did on the cross for us. Forgiving us. Restoring that relationship to God. If I accept it. He's already given it. So is there someone you need to forgive? Is there someone that, that you can say to them, I forgive you? Now, last concept I want to talk to look at is, as many of us are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, right? And Jesus tells us that this is how you should pray. And if you grew up in a more traditional church like I did, this was a, you learned this from a very, very early age. And you would say it every week in church. And you got to the point where you were just saying the words. It had no meaning. There was, it was just simple repetition. Simple just this is the time you say it. This is, this is what we're supposed to do. These are, in Matthew and Luke, record these words that Jesus gave them to pray. I just want to look at one verse. This is out of, out of um, Matthew 6, verse 12. And forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who sin against us. Those are pretty powerful words. That 
It's saying, I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness too. But it's also saying that I need to forgive. I need to see those areas in life, my life, where I need forgiveness and I need to ask for forgiveness for that. But I need to also forgive you. As we have forgiven, that there's, there's another implication in that. That I forgive those that sin against me and when I forgive them, I'm, I do something. I forgive people. And how I read these words, it, 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 it doesn't have a condition on it, does it? I don't read a condition forgive others if they do. It just simply says forgive others. I simply forgive. Pretty easy to say those words. A lot harder to do. At least it is for me. I find it hard to do that at times. I'm getting better. At least I hope I am. That the more I forgive, remember the words in Ephesians I read at the very beginning. Those words, just, they just become easier. And what happens is, is I become kinder to people. My heart's a lot more tender to people than it was, than it used to be. In fact, I've discovered that I'm actually more of a social person than I ever thought I was. I thought I was introverted and, and didn't like people very much. But what I've, I've discovered is I actually do like people. It's amazing what happens when I start to forgive people. Because those words, I forgive you, they have a lot of power in them. Now, forgiveness for some of us, that might be something you're really good at already. And just keep it up. Just keep doing it. Hats off to you. Maybe give us some, some of those people like me that have a hard time give us lessons on that but those of us that struggle with that maybe today's the day we can start maybe today's the day that we can make those words these words that simply just i forgive you that we can start getting better at that let's pray lord i just thank you for today i i just lord i just pray in our hearts lord that we can learn to forgive one another that we can learn to forgive and um, that it's not conditional on the other person, Lord. That it's you've given us forgiveness, Lord, through Jesus. And, and we, a lot of times we probably didn't even deserve it, Lord, but you did. You offered that forgiveness for us in a way to restore that relationship, Lord. I just pray that in our hearts, Lord, if there's relationships, Lord, that, that people are just thinking of right now that... <laughs> They need to go to somebody and ask for forgiveness or even just go to you and, and, and put that forgiveness, Lord, to offer it up to you to, to just make our hearts kind, to be tenderhearted, Lord, to start to restore relationships with one another, Lord. I just pray for that, Lord. Just give people the courage to do that this week, maybe given today, Lord. And maybe there's some people in this room, Lord, that has nev have never received that forgiveness from you, that that this rope, Lord, is, is still broken, that you've been repairing it, you've been repairing it, Lord, but we've never accepted that forgiveness, Lord. We've never accepted the forgiveness that, that you gave us through Jesus on the cross, that this forgiveness, Lord, that we can restore the relationship with you and be, we can begin this new life, Lord, and have this new heart. Lord, if, if that is you, if you want to say, just accept this forgiveness from from God, if, if that's you, if you want to just raise your hand and look at me and say, 
Say yes. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God, I accept this forgiveness. Lord, I just just thank you, Lord, for, for just what you do for us. Lord, thank you, God. Just thank you for your son. In your name we pray.